A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, the 2016 World Series champion Cubs. Hi, this is Rice Cube. With me is our fearless leader, Anno Catulli. Good evening, sir. Hey, how's it going, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. We've been busy. Uh, (laughs) Shit has happened. And, you know, like the the Cubs are still doing their thing, playing. Uh, Our lives will go on. And uh, now the summer is coming. School's about to be over. I'll have a little bit more time. But, you know, uh, Things are happening, and uh, we we come back here with the Cubs having swept the Mets and having won their series against the Phillies, who are not exactly a bad team. So it, it's been a pretty good week for the Cubs uh, and their fans so far. It has been. I mean, the Cubs are now a half game out of first place. Granted, yeah. they've still got about five makeup dates stuff to play because Marvin Nature kind of hates the Cubs right now. But the Cubs are still a half game out of first place behind the Brewers, who seem to be fading. And they just can't beat Chicago teams. <laughs> they are 2-9 yeah. and nine versus Chicago. That's amazing to think about. Especially considering they lost two of three to the White Sox, who are the worst team in baseball. Are they? Uh, they're even worse than, like, the Marlins or the Tigers right now? I believe so, yeah. I don't even think they have 20 wins yet. That's amazing. I, I know that Baltimore is pretty darn bad right now, but uh, let's take a look. No, the White Sox are actually slightly better than Baltimore. Baltimore is the worst team by win record. They're at 19-41. and 41. The White Sox are at 20-40, and 40, so they are a game ahead of Baltimore for the – first pick in next year's draft. Yeah. Thank you, Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's still kind of sad. Yeah, and we can talk about the makeup games, but the Cubs have played something like, what, three fewer games than Milwaukee, and so they got a few more games to make up. They are one, one loss fewer than Milwaukee, so, uh, you know, if they win all those games, they should be ahead of Milwaukee's pace. And that that's, you know, something that you can't actually predict. But, yeah, that's, that's really nice. So we can talk a little bit about the claw, Cubs clawing back into contention. Like, they, they're already in the wild card hunt, of course. But, you know, this isn't the best that the Cubs can play. They can do better. So that's one, <laughs> one thing. We could talk about the pitching. Uh Maybe yeah, if some the break- season ended today, the Cubs and the Braves would be the wild card team. Yeah, that's amazing to think about. Uh, pitching has been interesting. Uh, some, maybe some breakout performances from 
uh, some of the Taxi Squad relievers plus Albert Elmora. We could talk a little bit about the draft. And finally, uh, people have been asking us on Facebook and Twitter about this clock that you have. So uh, we'll figure something out on those logistics. So how's that for a plan, sir? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds great. Let's go for it. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrows. All right. So uh, you can probably hear the sounds of the city uh, outside uh, Studio Rice Cube. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're on the south side, so there's always a siren ringing around like that's just Chicago for you. But, uh, yeah, the Cubs uh, are ringing some alarms of their own. Like Milwaukee's got to be peeking over their shoulder. they got to n- understand, you know, Hey, uh, the Cubs are not going away. They're not playing as well as they could be, but uh, a lot of things are starting to happen, like Anthony Rizzo's heating up. Uh, The rotation, for the most part, is giving fairly good performances, even when they throw like a clunker like Kyle Hendricks. You still take some pauses from it. So more often than not, you would expect the Cubs to win. Absolutely. I believe the Cubs have like the second or third best Team ERA, they got one of the best averages, one of the most runs scored right now. By the numbers, the Cubs are the best team in the National League, even though the record doesn't necessarily say it. Yeah, and they're getting back. Like, we've already talked in the open about how they're only a half game back in Milwaukee, but uh, it's amazing. Like, Milwaukee has the best record uh, by percentage in the NL. They also have the most number of wins, but the Cubs have the at the second best record by percentage, they are one win behind the Braves. Their record is higher than the Braves. Uh, they are tied with Washington for total number of wins, and they're actually half a game uh, above Washington for win record. So it's like, you know, the season's not going to end today, but if it did end today, the Cubs would be the second best team in the NL. Yep, and just like when they were the third best team and the Pirates were the second, they'd still be stuck in the wild card. I I don't really like the wild card format. I mean, you have the second best team playing a one and done. I mean, it's nice because more teams can make the playoffs, but it kind of sucks to be like the second best team and have your entire season rest on one game. Yeah, so they they keep talking about expansion and realignment, and I think eventually the uh, the MLB MLB will have 32 teams, and then maybe they'll go back to a four division system. Uh, they might disband the leagues. I don't know that. Like baseball is so traditional, you know, that I'm pretty sure they'll still keep the NL versus AL alignments, but I I feel like they might be able to tweak this so that maybe the best teams get a bye week the wild card becomes a best of three especially when you hear you know guys like Anthony Rizzo and Albert Amora say hey maybe like fewer games is a good idea because of the weather and because of the wear and tear on their bodies and you know we're getting smarter and smarter about like keeping uh, players healthy especially when they get bigger and stronger and as you get bigger and stronger there's more force being put on your body and that leads to wear and tear so like as healthy as you are, as fit as you are, the wear and tear still, of course, wears and tears on you. So 
it's uh, important to keep that in mind. But uh, regardless of all that, like we're in the now, the Cubs are looking like a, a team that knows what they're doing. Like, you know, they're still inconsistent a little bit, but uh, for the most part, I feel like they're about where we expect them to be. And they're even ahead of last year's pace when everybody was pissed off until like August. Yeah. I mean, the Cubs, I don't think were actually 10 games, 11 games over 500 until mid to late August. Yeah. So right now they're well, 11 well above, above, right? That pace. Yeah. Yeah, so 35 and 24 at the time of this recording before their weekend series with the Pirates. By the way, were you able to sell those tickets? Um, possibly for Saturday. My lovely wife has a coworker who might buy them. All right. Well, really push them for it because uh they're pretty good seats and I feel like if the Cubs can just take advantage of a slumping Pittsburgh team. Uh, you know, good things are going to happen this weekend. Do you rem- know who Milwaukee's playing this weekend, by the way? I, I just They are playing the Phillies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, like, on Twitter. They get to experience Jake Day. Yeah. Again. They remember and, Jake Day all too well. Yeah, and... uh I read somewhere someone said that they're going to face Jake Arrieta twice because, like, they're at Philly, and then they go home, and then they play Philly some more. Aww. So, let, yeah, let's look, look at the schedule. This is fun. Uh, maybe Jake Arrieta can hook up his former team some. I am, did you hear about the tweet or the text between Arietta and Rizzo? Yeah, it was kind of funny because they're still buddy-buddy, right? Um, and Arietta himself said, I'm trying to help the Cubs. Help the Cubs. So he's going to go take it to the Brewers, and they're going to have fun. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad I checked the schedule because I just realized, hey, after playing the, at Philly this weekend, they're coming home, uh, home-ish to, to play the Cubs. And so there's a chance for, like, an offer, a road trip for, oh, wait, the Cubs are going to Milwaukee uh, uh, Monday, uh-huh. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they host Philly. So you you, you kind of no, notice how, like, whenever the Cubs are in, in Milwaukee, it's fairly packed, but it's full of, like, blue shirts and not Milwaukee blue. Yeah, I mean – Milwaukee's one of the few, one of the teams that, one of the many teams that can't sell out. I mean, look around baseball, there's like four or five teams that sell out. All the teams are struggling to fill their seats. Uh-huh. Except for when the Cubs play there. Yeah. So I, I kind of wonder uh, how, how momentum and psyche and psychology and all, all that work if the Phillies uh, given like a Jake Arrieta and an Aaron Nola, they go in and start just pounding on on the Brewers, and then uh, the Cubs do the same in in their home, which is like the second home for the Cubs. And then Philly comes back, and they're gonna face at least one Jake day. So, yeah, this this is like a really good opportunity for the Cubs to gain some ground uh, with a little help from their former friends. Yeah, the Cubs will be in first place by the end of the weekend. 
they're lengthen their lead over um after they take care of the Brewers, taking at least two of three. I am not worried about the Brewers. Yeah, that's good team. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get better, but they're not quite ready. Through the good times and the bad times, we stood beside you every day. Till now, our dreams have gone. Yeah. So I I feel like you know you're you're probably a little more confident than I am. I'm still cautious because. Uh, think about it baseball is just so random like you look at the game the other night like you were there you saw a uh jose Quintana's doing well and then steve sheet c-shack he's never given up a home run uh, uh since like early in the season and suddenly whoa the game's tied and then brendan that morrow the first home run c-shack had, had given up since mid last year Really? So he's never actually given up one as a Cub either. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like, you know, he throws first pitch, it's a hanging slider, and he just gets punished. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. And it's a basket shot, too. So it's like one of those things that could have been. Yeah. His first home run since, I think, 2016 in the regular season. So that was Morrow, too, right? Yep, that was Morrow. Yeah, so. Jason Hayward, who hits like a buck 28 versus lefties. Hit a grand slam off a guy, a left-hander. Yeah. Who has not given up an extra base hit to a left-handed player batter all season. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. a very weird game. You can never count on anything. To quote an old Bears defensive lineman, oh, defensive coordinator, statue like your brother-in-law. They're lie to you if they have to. Statue <laughs> nice to give you an idea, but you can't trust them. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's really cool to see, like, one day after they gave up, you know, the tying and the go-ahead of home runs, and the Cubs still won the game, the same relievers, like Cisha comes in, he strikes out the batter that took him deep, and then Morrow comes in, and I think he got the batter that took him deep uh, for the last out, the one that won the game, and secured the save, so it's like, you know, they they have really short memories. They're just like, you know what? We're really, really good at baseball. And, you know, yesterday was yesterday. We still won. I'm just going to come after you and show you what we're made of. And it's it's amazing. Like, you know, I I don't know if I'd have the intestinal fortitude to do, <laughs> do that, but uh, they, they came in and they did it. Yeah, relief pitchers have to have the shortest of memories. They can't remember <laughs> what they did the, the day before. Mm-hmm. A relief pitcher is more than just talent. You can't think about what you did the day before or what happened the last time you faced this guy. It's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. As Yogi Berra said, the game is 50% talent, 70% mental, or something like that. Yeah, he didn't do math very well. <laughs> no, math is not his strong suit. But, yeah, relievers have to forget what happened the day before. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll fail, fail, and fail again. Yeah, speaking of pitching, like, we've uh, known that you Darvish has had a triceps inflammation. He's starting to play catch. They're working on setting him up for a return timetable. Like, we don't know the details yet, but he's with the team. He's playing catch in left field. Uh, 
eventually he'll get his rehab starts and hopefully he'll be back, you know, sometime before the all-star break, but at least it's not an elbow issue. It's just his triceps is flaring up. So in the meantime, like you've seen Mike Montgomery give like two very, very good starts. And it comes back to me, like hoping that at some point the Cubs will do some kind of hybrid six man rotation. I don't think they'll ever do a straight six man rotation, but it's really nice to know that you have a backup starter somewhere, especially in Tyler Chatwood is like walking the world. Yeah, he had another high walk day, seven seven walks and four and two thirds innings. But there were a couple of them that should not have been walks. There the umpire behind the plate was really bad today. He was hearing it from everybody. There were a lot of borderline pitches that went the other way for both sides. And Chatty was doing was I wouldn't say he had a horrible game, mm. not a great game, but there were a lot of calls that went against him that could have been called a strike, right. which would have ended any sooner. Yeah, he, he had some issues. Uh, I, I feel like he got screwed a little bit. Uh, Chris Bryan was yelling at the umpire on what I perceived was an actual strike, and what I've heard is that the umpire himself wasn't sure, even though he called a strike correctly, he... I guess had issues like discerning what actually was a strike versus what wasn't. And that's, that kind of messes people up, especially when, you know, your strike zone is inconsistent, right? So uh, that, that was an interesting game, but uh, hope, thankfully the Cubs won two out of three. Uh, I, I feel like from the post-game comments, they're saying, you know, Chatwood feel, felt good. Uh, we've seen Chris Jimenez come up, and he's taken over for Victor Caratini, who's getting his seasoning down in Iowa. Victor's not happy about it, but, you know, that's just kind of the way we saw it play out. Uh, and I feel like a veteran catcher is able to kind of, like, relax the pitcher a little bit. So, you have uh, Chris Jimenez coming up and, you know, just, just getting decent now visits, decent conversations between innings. And you remember the, like, last time, you know, Taylor uh, Tyler Chatwood walked the world, uh, Wilson Contreras got really pissed off in, in one of his mound visits. And it, it was, like, you know, understandable. Like, you, you're not giving your defense a chance. You're not giving me a chance to try to frame the pitches. Like, I know I suck at it, but uh, at least give me a chance. Like, you don't. Like, you look at the game day, the the pitch spray chart uh, for Tyler Chatwood looks like fireworks because he doesn't know where that ball is going. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I didn't follow him before he came to the Cubs, but I don't think he had this much trouble locating his pitches. Mhm. Maybe it, yeah. What is it? The mound? Is it the baseball? Or is it just a mental thing? Constantly thinking that he's got to be pitching away from batters, and he's still stuck in the whole Coors Field mindset. I don't think it's mental. I think it's mechanical, and I think uh, the words that that have come out uh, bear that in mind. Like they know there's a mechanical thing that they have to figure out uh today i i think a lot of those pitches instead of being like so far off the strike zone you if you look at the pitch tracker they were actually pretty close so he did a lot better than you know the seven walks would have you believe it's just that you know when you know that there's a 
pitcher who's struggling to, with this command, you, you pretty much are in take mode all the time, and maybe some of those pitches that were close are pitches that someone would normally swing at for a pitcher who has better command. Now they can afford to be a little more patient because they they know that, you know, this uh, this umpire might have an inconsistent strike zone and this pitcher has having trouble commanding the ball. Uh, I felt like he did better than than the final pit, uh, pitching line suggested. Yeah, he's getting better, but there's still something missing. He has a long way to go before he can gain back the confidence of the fans. Because even when he, he's good, he's still not great. Yeah. He's but he, yeah. wild, but a bit more too much on the wild side. Yeah. I feel like he he can probably get better. And as the number five pitcher, like knowing that he has good stuff and the potential to command it, uh, it, it's kind of comforting to know that despite the fact that he's walking the world, he has the stuff and like a rabbit foot shoved up his butt so that he, he can leave as many men on base as he's put on there in the first place. Yeah, he's getting there. I'm not sure I trust him just yet in a playoff game, uh-huh. but he's got a long way to go before we even get to the playoffs. But yeah. it basically come down to him or Darvish as the fourth starter, unless they put both in the pen and throw Montgomery in, in as the fourth guy. But he's so valuable out of the pen, I hate losing. Yeah, with Darvish, I think like once he gets healthy and gets into a groove, he's going to prove that he's the good starter that we've come to know. Like you know, we we've seen that kind of bad, badly framed uh, Chicago Sometimes article where they like Chris Jimenez uh, maybe out of context said that Darvish thinks that the Chicago Cubs fans hate him. We don't hate him. We don't hate Chatwood. We don't hate Jason Hayward. We're just a little frustrated that they're not performing as well as we think they should, right? Because we know, yeah, we know from history that they should be good, but uh, they're just not. The beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass so green. Like time stood still yeah, Hayward hasn't really been good since he got here, outside of his 17-minute pep talk, talking to the defense. Yeah. But he is on a tear right now. And he is gaining a lot of friends and fans back with his hot play, especially with that walk-off grand slam last night. That was fun. Like, you, you kind of didn't expect that, but you just, like, see, oh, by the way, here's my indicator because I, I couldn't watch the game and I wasn't on the radio because I was watching the NBA Finals, like, you know, bad me. But, uh, yeah, you just see the little indicator on your phone say, oh, by the way, Jason Hayward hit a grand slam. That's just, like, a wow moment because you just totally did not expect that at all. No, everyone ever was expecting another ground out to second or ground out to first. Yep. No one was expecting that grand slam to come. Yeah, he grounded out to the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's just fantastic. And I I really had, had a good time after the game. Like, did you see the thing that I shared where they 
stay late. They did the highlight to the uh, Titanic soundtrack, and it was just absolutely uh, perfect. I loved you. I loved your words for it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sing but, it for it? No, no, I am not in a singing mood right now. But uh, yeah, it, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, let's look at Hayward's season line. He is. He's doing better than last year. He is now hitting. 261 with a 327 OBP and slugging nearly 400 at 392. So he's slightly above 700 OPS, which, you know, isn't good for a corner outfielder, but with his defense and the fact that he is taking his walks when he's given to them, to him, it's a good thing. Like he's having at bats where he's like, he's stinging the ball. And it might not fall in all the time, but he's making good contact, and that's something that you really, really look for. Uh-huh. And with Rizzo starting to heat up, mm-hmm. back up to where he's supposed to be, if Hayward can keep this up, the Cubs' offense is going to be a force to wreck. Yeah. Like, even if he's, like, slow as heck, Albert Almora is uh, starting to get a lot more playing time, even against right-handers. So I feel like they're still trying to match him up properly, but uh, he's just getting much more time because of his defense and his bat. Uh-huh. I mean, I really got Mora. His defense says that he should be an everyday player. He doesn't have much power. He may not be the fastest guy, but he can get on base. He can get good hits. He might not be the best leadoff hitter, but I think he might be the best for the Cubs. Yeah. Him and Dobris, who also is having a very good year. Yeah, yeah it's like resurgent. I, I don't know if it, he's just finally healthy or if he did something different over the offseason. Maybe he had a new protein shake, maybe new regimen, but uh, he's really... Uh, helping catalyze this offense, and it's fantastic to watch. Um, you, you know, every every now and then you, you have the crazy Javi at-bats, but when he connects, he's, he's doing really well. Uh, you know, Addison Russell, when he's healthy, like he, he he's starting to swing the bat a little better, I think. Uh, it, it's just a, up and down the line. You're starting to see league average production from every spot in the lineup, and even the two that aren't league average, uh, Hayward and Addison Russell, they're just barely off the pace for league average. So you're looking at a good at-bat from everybody in the lineup or at least some kind, of, some level of danger from everybody in the lineup. Like, I wouldn't say that Javier Baez gives you a good at-bat, but he is dangerous. Like he will hit a bad mistake pitch like a long way. And so that's just something that you kind of look forward to. Like every single cub has the potential to do something amazing uh, each at that, even if the Twitter folks like, you know, are yelling at Joe Madden every day, like, okay, why is Hayward sitting? Like when he had to walk off grand slam, well, maybe it's a rest day, maybe, but Think of the guys that are replacing him. They're actually hitting pretty well, too. So it's not the end of the world to give a guy a day off, you know? Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day when people were upset that Hayward was sitting. But yeah. here we are. Yeah. And uh, 
You, you know, I, I feel like everything's going to work out fine. Uh, we we know from experience over the past few years, like ever since 2015, like they've always surged ahead in the second half, like as the other teams, for whatever reason, they, they're just not as good. Uh, maybe the pitching isn't as good. Maybe, you know, relief pitching wears down. Maybe the offense was just playing over their heads, but when you're looking at a deep team, a still developing team, really, like the Cubs, and they have all this potential and they have all this depth, uh, they're built for the long haul. So they know how to just kind of pace themselves until they're ready to make the run. And ultimately, they get into the playoffs. And so uh, that's something that I think Cubs can, fans can look forward to for, you know, the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, Joe's teams always take off in August and September. Probably has a lot to do with it getting warm outside and being really rested by that time. Yeah. People hate the fact that Joe Madden has a different lineup every day and that some guys aren't playing as much as they wish, but there's a method to his madness. We may not like it, but it works. It's, mm. it's proven to work since day one that he's been here. Yeah. It's... But I'm not entirely sure if Joe Madden is still Joe Madden. He's not yeah. the same manager that came here in 2015. Yeah, he's a little older. That That's for sure. Oh, I'm not talking about still being a little older. We're not seeing the sideshow antics that he, he's known for. Mm. We don't see petting zoo. We don't see that many dress up trips anymore. You don't see the mime or the juggler or the magician. There's a lot fewer of those and they're pretty much non existent now. Unless we just don't hear about them. I feel like he's doing it uh in a low key way. He's still a good personality. He still talks to his players, uh, as far as I can tell from uh yeah, what I've read. Yeah, but you're talking about, like, where, where are the snakes? Where's the petting zoo and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff that he, he was known for before he got here, we haven't really seen it the past year and a half now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a different guy, but his antics still work. His yeah. weird roster decisions and lineups still work. Mm-hmm. People get upset because he's changing the lineup every day. Hayward is one of the best examples. Yeah. If somebody's hot, you want to take advantage of that and give them as many at-bats as you can. Yeah. And that's and why Hayward uh, bumps up to second. And then he so gets the day off after his walk-off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a method to his madness. Like, uh, as the club whose job it is to try to win as many ball games as possible, they probably have way more information than we can even think of as casual fans or even hardcore fans like us. Uh, it, it, it's just you, you have to put your trust into this team and trust that, you know, because of the history and the way Asian curves work, they're, they're probably going to be okay. They're probably going to produce the way we want them to. And, yeah, that's that's all there there is to it right now. Again, half game back, uh, and with a chance to really take the division lead by the end of the weekend. Yeah, 
and the keep furries it. don't really scare me too much. Yeah. Like, there's only yeah, so much they can pitch Josh Hader. <laughs> like, he, his arm's going to yeah. fall off if they try to rely on him too much. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically the only uh, reliever that kind of uh, gives me pause. And, you know, we, we know that, uh, for the most part, they can get the batters out. Like, Brian Braun isn't what he used to be. Like, a lot of the guys are just like, you know, like – they're guys that are obviously major league caliber players, but they're not strike fear into your heart type players, at least not to, to my, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, eventually Thames is going to come back. Um, they're closer. Is he still out? Uh, no, Knable came back, but I think he blew a save like almost the, the day or two after he came back, and that was kind of funny. Uh uh, Hater is still there. Like he, he's struck out tons of people in his very few innings, and it's like ridiculous. Every out uh, appears to be a strikeout, and he, he's just almost impossible to hit because you can't make contact of him. Yeah, well, the Cubs had that problem with one of the Phillies relievers this weekend. What do they do? They touched him up for a couple of runs. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to be okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not overly concerned. I'm optimistically cautious, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried, but I'll still keep an eye on guys like the Brewers and maybe the Cardinals. Yeah. You can never count out the Cardinals. For some reason, their black magic always keeps them in. Yeah, they 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 did lose two two of three against the Marlins, so that that was kind of funny. Well, Cubs lost two of four the first go round. Yeah, so. but then they won the second series, so all all is well. Uh, okay. You know, ultimately you just need to get to ninety plus wins, and the Cubs are on their way there. Like a third of the season has gone by, uh, pretty much, and they're they're on pace for over ninety. So I think I think we'll be fine. Yeah, Cubs are make the playoffs again, with, and they'll probably match up with whatever team comes out against out of the West. Mm-hmm. I guess they'll meet up with either the Braves or the Nationals in the NLCS. That would be interesting. They still have one makeup game against the Braves, I believe. Uh, keep getting rained out, so they have a chance to at least tie the season series once you know they were able to make make up that game against the Braves. And I don't think they've uh, actually played the Nats yet, so that's uh, another thing to kind of look forward to. Oh, that's always a fun season. And the Cubs get their welcome back, Dave Martinez. Yeah. Oh, what's what have you been up to, Dave? But uh, he, he's doing a pretty good job with uh obviously very talented team. So... Hopefully uh, he he loses a few as a double agent for the Cubs, but uh, we we'll see. Let's see Nationals. We're we're in July and they're not even playing the Nationals yet. There it is. So in August uh, they're going to have a series uh, hosting the Nationals at Wrigley Field, and then they play them again 
in September at Washington. So they have mm-hmm. not played the Nationals at all. And uh, by the time August and September roll around, they'll have expanded rosters. They'll, they'll be past the trade deadline. They might be just wholly different teams. Uh, I I would be absolutely surprised if the Cubs, like, actually traded for Manny Machado. I, I don't know if they are crazy enough to do so, but I wouldn't put it past this front office. If they think they need somebody, they usually get them. Yeah. I mean, I can't see the Cubs paying what it will cost to get him just for two months. But if they get him, their offense would be untouchable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Through the good times and the bad times, we stood beside you every day. Till now, our dreams have gone unclaimed. Let's uh, turn our attention to the draft. Uh, over the, the early part of this week, the Cubs had four picks on the first night. Uh, then. You know, they obviously had 38 more and uh, seemed to do pretty well. Uh, overall, they selected 19 pitchers, three catchers, 11 outfielders, nine infielders. Their top overall pick was 24th overall, uh, Nico Herner of Stanford. Uh, pretty good, solid hitting uh, shortstop who can obviously play defense. So I, I feel like the front office was pretty ha- happy with their plan. Uh they stuck heavily with college, so 29 college players, only 13 high school players, but of the high school players, they're just trying to uh, get super high upside, so high-risk, high-reward type picks, which is what you try to do with the draft. Like, you have no idea what these guys are going to do until several years down the line, but uh, just based on the rankings that I see and the consensus, they did a really solid job again. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know too much about these guys yet, but the Fernando seems really confident that the, their first-round pick is going to hit for a lot of power. Yeah. And they need to restock their farm system because there's not too much left down there as far as hitters go. Yeah, so I think that was the plan. Like, it, it just seemed like they picked a lot of outfielders, but I feel like those are just the bats that are really, really good. They just happen to be outfielders. So, you know, like people who can, who are athletes, people who can hit very well, people who can defend well, uh, good base runners, high character guys, uh, no, thankfully no child molesters, you know, that, that kind of thing. So yeah, that, it was a really, uh, decent, solid draft for a club that didn't have as much money as some other clubs but had plenty of opportunities on the first night, and I think they took advantage of them. There aren't too many uh, baseball games on tonight. I think uh, it, it might be because there's a Stanley Cup game going on or because this is getaway day for a bunch of other clubs, but... Yeah, it's been slim pickings. Most of the games happened in the daytime, including the Cubs game, uh, the finale against the Phillies. So that's, yeah, there's not much to talk about. Right now, uh, it looks like the Capitals and 
the Golden Knights are tied at two in the second period. So I think I'll tune into that very soon. But uh, I think one thing that our listeners, all like three of you, are, are wondering is, hey, Anno got a clock on Tuesday night. Is he going to give it away? And what do you think we should do about that? Well, there's several different things we can do. One of them that I like is, hey, if you want the clock, you got to leave us a nice, fun comment on iTunes and rate us. Make us yeah. laugh. The best comment will win the clock. Yeah. You should probably listen to our podcast too. I don't. I don't think we do a crappy job or anything. Like we're not. Like just. Just let's be humble. We're not going to be the best podcast in the world. Like baseball oh, prospectus, uh, Yahoo Sports, like a lot of other Cubs blogs do. Really good podcasts. You should listen to them. We are doing this as a hobby, but we think just based on how low tech and and silly we get, uh, we we feel like we do a fairly decent job. So. You know, so sometimes that that should necessitate a at least three out of five star review, and really we're let's just looking for an average score to pop up on iTunes. I think we need at least five on the main page for the scores to pop up, and maybe a few on each individual podcast. But uh, if you guys can do that for us, like Anno said, hey, like put a put a review on uh we have one right now as a five-star review i really appreciate that person for doing that but that's been it for like the past year so if we can like flood the page with some nice reviews uh leave us something positive that could go a long way towards getting more people to listen and getting more people into our community like we know like cubs fans are everywhere the community is saturated. We're not going to make any money off this, but we just want to interact with any as many cool people as possible who love baseball as much as we do. Absolutely. So what do you think? Should we have a minimum number of comments so it doesn't go to the one and only person that might leave a funny rating comment? I think uh, 10 seems reasonable. According to what I saw on the Facebook, everybody wants a clock. So if you really, really want it, like we have an extra, this is free. You just listen to us for a few minutes. Uh, go to our iTunes. It will be in the show notes. And just leave us a review. That's, like, all we are really asking. And we're not charging anything. Uh, Anno has you still have free shipping at your job that you can uh, not for free. So it doesn't cost me anything. Doesn't cost yeah. you anything. Yeah. We're, and you know, you're already a season uh, ticket holder. You got the clock essentially for the price of admission. So it's not like you paid extra for the clock. Uh, everybody wins. You know, I, I feel like it's a good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the show notes, I'll just tell you, if you don't want to listen to this blab for like 50 minutes before you get to the thing, just come to the end and, you know, you can still leave us a review and tell us things like, you know, you, you kind of like us or we all suck. Like, really, all we're looking for is enough comments and rankings and ratings to uh, get us an average so that people can see we're either a five-star podcast or a one-star podcast, and that's really it. 
Yep. Hopefully, you guys would be nice and you give us like outstanding ratings, like all five stars. Yeah. If you give us five stars, it will not guarantee you a win. If you give us one star, you have just as good of a chance to win the clock as if you give us five. Yeah. And you know we'll we'll be here until at least the end of July. Like there's some things that are happening that I think we'll discuss in the next edition of this podcast. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be around and everything will be in the show notes. So uh, with that being said, we'd like to thank Rich Deanna for our theme song, Randall Sanders for the final out call by Pat Hughes. Never get tired of listening to that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the official World Series Dreaming account. At WSDreaming underscore Cubs. You can find me on Twitter at Cubic Snarconia. I just, you know, I, I usually just tweet to amuse myself. So if you want to interact with me, that's great too. But uh, most of our stuff goes to the official account. Uh, our Facebook site, which Simul posts to the Twitter account, is pretty easily searchable just find world series dreaming and you'll see us we are at worldseriesdreaming.com and you can of course rate and share our podcast on itunes and email us at worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com so if you ever want to like just you know hang out with me when anno's not available and shoot the breeze on the podcast or even uh, contribute for us when we're too busy. We always love having uh, new writers just contribute random stuff so we can have some content. That would be great. You just email us there. Like, again, you know, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to our site, read our blogs, rate and share. And uh, that's pretty much it. Any last words, sir? Just go come. Next time we talk, the Cubs will be in first place with a few games lead. I'm, I'm not going to pull a Joe Namath and guarantee it. Like Madden guaranteed, Mazzoni would get it the first win of the season last night, and he did. And but, I think uh, Rizzo like predicted Hayward's Grand Slam. Maybe he did it as a joke, but you know, now he looks really smart, right? Yeah, Rizzo looks smart. Yeah. Because he's right. <laughs> Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, and please, uh, definitely rate us on Twi- uh, on the iTunes, and we will figure out how to uh, get you the clock once you make us laugh heartily. Be well, everybody. Thanks for listening. It was more Bye-bye, than guys. just a game.